Before we get started, we want to thank today's, our first sponsor, uh, 3BR Distillery. 3BR Distillery is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Grovka spirit made from peas is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. If you're in the Keyport area, come by, check out 3BR Distillery. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm Matt, and with us today is special guest from Cannon Fodder, crossover episode. A true reviews, it's Ed. <laughs> yeah. Man, we are, uh, we're here at the estate today, and uh, we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. And all of the stuff we're talking about today specifically comes from Paul H. at this year's 2022 San Diego Comic Con. Paul H., for those of you guys that don't know, but if you do know you because you listen to the show, um, that's like the, the mecca for the comic, comic book movie and TV show announcements. Marvel and DC always have their big bits, although DC this year, which we'll get into a little bit later in the show, um, they've done their own special version of Comic-Con. Yeah, they're, they're too cool for Comic-Con yeah, now. Yeah, their fandom. So their their announcements were definitely a little bit more um, subdued. Uh, that's also partially because they suck, but we'll get into all that. So we have lots <laughs> of really awesome Hall H, uh, San Diego Comic-Con stuff to talk about today. Yeah, there was, there was just, just so much that came out, uh, especially around Phase 4, or I guess it would be... Uh, phase, phase five. Phase five. Yeah, because yeah, phase phase, five. phase four is almost done at this yeah. point. Yeah, phase four has She Hulk and Black Panther, and then it's over. And then it's over. Yeah, right. Black Panther, I believe, was the official end of phase four. Is what they said, right? Yeah. So let's so let's hang on. I made my my list here. Obviously, we're oh, talk we're about actually Marvel. organized today. Yeah, wow, well, look at there's this. so much shit. I don't want to lose track of it. <laughs> so let's. All right. So so we should. We're gonna break this down to a few different ways. We're gonna break it down into two sections. One is going to be just announcements, and one is going to be trailer breakdowns. Because in true Marvel format, not only did they release a bunch of really fantastic trailers, but they also just announced a slew of movies. And some of these yeah. movies are going to be movies that we've talked about before um, that they had announced at last year's San Diego Comic Con, but they're special this year because now they have more they have a more uh, concrete place on the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline, and either firm release dates or approximate release date. So let's start with the the overall breakdown. I'm just going to run them off and then we'll, we'll talk we'll talk through them. So a uh, Daredevil show, uh, Rebirth, uh, streaming on Disney+. Plus. Yep. Um, two Avengers movies, Avengers The Kang Dynasty. In Avengers, the same year. Yeah. Avengers, In the same year. Avengers yeah. 2025 is going to be out of this world. Yeah, Avengers Secret War, uh, Black Panther 2. Well, that's kind of an announcement already. Um, hang on, I'm going through the uh, whole thing. Uh, Thunderbolts. Uh, Ironheart, yep. Captain America, New World Order, Blade, Echo, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Agatha, Coven, Agatha Harkness, Coven of Chaos, X-Men 97, Spider-Man Freshman Year, and What If 2. What is Season 2? So that is the just the, the rundown of everything. So let's 
talk about these one at a time. Let's break them down. Where you guys want to start? Um, why don't we start with She-Hulk? I think that's a great place to start. I think I literally the- did not mention She-Hulk. That's a trailer. I said oh. one of the announcements. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, in terms Daredevil. of what's let's coming out, let's talk yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. Well, because okay. Daredevil apparently is being introduced crossover, yeah, yeah. in She-Hulk. Right. right. So, so we're, we're seeing him proper in the yellow and red suit. So is that going to be the suit he has for the TV show? Yeah. So let's just talk about this show in general. First of all, let's just get our nerd boners out of the way. Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. They have announced a Disney Plus TV show featuring Charlie Cox's Daredevil, confirmed uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. They have not confirmed any of the other Netflix TV show characters, so we don't yet know if Karen Page or Foggy Nelson are going to be back. We're assuming yes, but here's the big thing right. about this show. Eight episodes. Wow. 18 yes. fo- Disney Plus That's shows. That's insane. Yeah, Disney Plus shows have been running at six episodes with the exception of WandaVision, which was like, I think, nine. Yeah. 18 episodes? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's... that's- I mean, way more than anything that we've seen before, and I mean, it's it's more like a, almost like a Seinfeld season. It's 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 like one of those. It's like a primetime drama. Yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah. Forty minute episodes, eighteen to twenty. Like that's a primetime drama. Like Ed knows you you work on this shit. Like, I mean, nothing nothing yeah. is made like that anymore for any of the streaming yeah, never. services yeah. or anything. That I think means it's going to have a full story arc. And I wonder if that's going to give it time to really introduce some of the other characters from the Defenders. See, that's what they I haven't wanna... announced who else is in it, even from his own show. That's what I want to want to harp on because if there's one complaint I've had about all of the Marvel cinematic uh, TV shows that have been out, they've all been great. But if I have one complaint that applies to all of them, is that they're all too short. Yeah. Like yeah. six episodes is like eight to ten is reasonable six always feels a little short to me they they, i don't feel like they give the shows enough time to breathe but they they still they still make them work excuse me eight just right into the microphone 18 i'm very excited about an 18 episode run on daredevil like it what do we think the show is going to be like i i think it's going to be very like it's going to sound stupid, but very episodic, right? Where it's going to be more like, like um, it, it's going to be interconnected, but I think that each episode is almost going to be standalone, almost like a, a Law and Order. Some Villain of the Week type stuff yeah, going on. exactly. I would love that. Like, like Highlander was back in the 90s, or like Law and Order, where you can watch a single episode and it'll be connected to the larger storyline. But it's going to be more of like a standalone episode each episode. Yeah, I'm like I'm hoping it's going to be like the the Flash in particular because the Flash, you know, the CW shows they run for like 21, 22 episodes a season, 40 minute an episode. So there's a lot of room to fill shit up, and the Flash in particular always did a fantastic job of having the villain of the week episodes, but make them really, really great. And I would yeah. love to see Daredevil do that with some, like, you know, bring in some, like, obscure fucking Daredevil villains. Again, just one-shots, and they're, they're in jail by the end of the fucking episode. Like, it would be so great to see that. Yeah, and you definitely want to see some Matt Murdock as a lawyer. Like, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. So you can actually kind of mix the superhero story with the... Like a lawyer genre story, right? And like, you know, so I think you could have a really cool dynamic going back and forth between the two of those. So here's the real question. Ed, you you alluded to this. Um, What other characters are they going to bring in? But most importantly, the real question that we're all dying to figure out is how much, if at all, is this new show going to be canon to the three seasons of the Netflix show and Defenders? Right, because like we saw with Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, just because you bring back an actor playing the same role, 
doesn't mean that those previous movies are canon. Like, for instance, we know that the version of Black Bolt, even though it was uh, the same actor from the Inhumans TV show, he looks different. That's not the same Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show. Right, right. We saw Patrick Stewart, and he is obviously connected to, and it's an, a nod to the X-Men movies that were Fox's property. And the cartoon. Exactly, because right. they have the theme, right. and like that same chair look. Yeah, that but, yellow chair. But, it's, but that obviously was not the same Professor X that we saw throughout the Fox yeah. movies. So just because we have actors now returning to those roles, both Kingpin and Daredevil, are the TV shows that we saw them, are they a different universe? Or did everything that occurred in those shows were they 616? And and this is where it's because all those contracts are done. Right. And everything yeah. is lapsed. Right. So they would have to rehire all those people. Who comes back is going to be the same Foggy Nelson. Is it going to be the, I mean, Jessica Jones. Like, all, all these, are all these characters going to come back? Or is it just going to kind of, because, you know, Shang-Chi and Iron Fist would be an interesting connection now. Like, yeah. Because oh, now you've got into more of the, of the backstory of that world. So it'd be interesting to see how much of the Defenders is canon to 616. See, I think that they could, thinking about what takes place in those Netflix shows, I think that they can very easily make all of that, all the shows, uh, 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 the Jessica Jones show, Luke Cage, Defenders, all of that can very easily be canon. So when you think about it, it was all very much street-level stuff. It was all yeah. hyper-contained to Manhattan. And, you know, there's always that Spider-Man argument to be made or whatever. But when you actually watch the Spider-Man movies and where he appears, you know, despite being, we all know, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, he doesn't really become the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man until the end of his third movie. He's right. off gallivanting with the Avengers, you know, right. for most of his time. So it's very easy to explain that all of that shit and that Defender saga all takes place in the, in, the, in the Marvel Universe canon because especially when you think about the shows, the shows very lightly reference the broader movie universe. I, I think that the, the move here, I think what they should do, is is make it all canon. I think it's very yeah. simple for them to do. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I, I think that there's you have far too much time invested in these characters, right? So there's no point of bringing back the actors without bringing back, like, making the stories canon. But exactly as you said, they were self-contained, right? They were very street level. So there's no reason to not make it. It wasn't like it It influenced, you know, the greater sort of overarching story. And, of course, they, they definitely reference, they always called it the thing in New York, the thing in New York yeah. that happened, right? Um, but they always referenced it happening, right? So, like, and Defenders was such an awesome show that, like, there's no reason why they shouldn't make it canon. And also, with those shows now on Disney+, Plus, also, Disney has done a great job with their Marvel properties of making things that stand alone but reference previous things. So, for instance, if you watch Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, you can understand it if you haven't watched WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. But... Obviously, if you watch WandaVision, like it's much more of a tragedy, you know, and you right. explain more of it. So just like that, they can reference things that happened in the Defenders series of shows without making it like a prerequisite to understand and appreciate this character. And, you know, one of the simplest things they can do to to make it fit a little bit better if they're having a hard time with the continuity. Guess what? Every single person that appeared in the Defenders saga, all the episodes on Netflix. Guess what? They were gone in the blip. 
like that would be such a simple way to explain yeah. it. Everybody comes back. No, but, but I'm saying, but that's how you you lose that five years, right? Like all oh, those characters yeah. have lost five yeah. years because yeah. that would give credence to because like you know one of the biggest things I complained about with Hawkeye was Kingpin. Like I was very happy yeah. to see Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. But it was so painfully obvious that they just crammed him into yeah, that show it was with fans just for the sake of bringing him into the show. And he's a very different kingpin in a lot of ways, but very similar in a lot of ways, too. And I think a, a very simple way to explain that is the blip, right? It's like his, you know, he was gone for five years, so he's essentially starting from the ground up in his criminal empire. And maybe he took a little bit of Captain America juice to, like, make himself look... Because he, <laughs> he rips that fucking door off, you know, the car, right? Yeah, like, they're definitely implying something. Yeah, there. you know, like, maybe... Because, yeah. you, know, you know, especially when you think about, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, all of that story around the Super Soldier serum, very easy to tell a story where how that wasn't all of the Super Soldier serum. Some other yeah. shit got out, Kingpin juiced up a little bit. Well, it's and, been like you know, that since the beginning, because the the Abomination Serum was apparently Another version based of off that, of yep. some sort of early version of that. So, like, the information is, is somewhat out there in terms of the some sort of... Like, you can't make a perfect one. The Super Soldier yeah. Serum is, is, is such, like, an ultimate MacGuffin. It's it really like, is. You know, because yeah. it's just like, it's oh, oh, it's not... Because they always harp on this whole thing about, you know, the original in the comic books. The original formula of the Super Soldier Serum died with Professor Erskine. But we've tried to remake it like a hundred different times, and sometimes it works, and sometimes you get abomination. Like it's such a great MacGuffin because it works every time. Yeah, it's it's just it's like the Deus Ex Machina that you need to create these supervillains yeah. that are out there because they're trying to they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle, right? Yep. Where they're trying to recreate Captain America because he was such a great hero for so long that. Like they they are trying over and over to recreate that, but they're never going to be able to successfully do it. So also, then we have yeah. Also, it's historically yeah. accurate because most people in the intelligence community believe that the nuclear weapon was only invented once. Yep, and that yeah. it was rent it was invented in America and it's just been stolen by different countries. Hundred percent. So yeah. like it's the same thing. Like so the soldier serum was invented once. And it's just been this like spy job for the last you know fifty years. Yeah. So you've got which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you've got Daredevil. Um, Echo was another show we talked about. That obviously again alluding back to Hawkeye. The whole introduction yep. of Echo was obviously just to set up her own TV show. Yeah. So um, I'm a little bit less excited for that show, but. That's a little unfair on my part. The only reason I'm less excited for it is because she just got a shit job done to her in Hawkeye. Yeah. But I think they can really make yeah. a good show out of her. I think that the Echo show will tie very much into the Daredevil show because like, we know that Kingpin is going to be a major part of the Echo show. So those two are going to connect. So I'm actually kind of really excited for the Echo show. She was an yeah. awesome character in the comics. Now, too. here's the one thing, just getting back to Daredevil briefly, just because they're all... Good it's all connected. connected yeah, yeah. we're gonna want some sort of obviously Echo Kingpin reference in Daredevil to the very least. Right, some sort of cameo would be a great way to to spin off each other. But with the Sony Marvel deal being a little bit convoluted, that's that's the only thing that like I hope they can work out for Daredevil. Spider-Man. Is that like having a Spider-Man reference cameo? Like, yeah, it's something. Not as, it's, with 18, it's not as yeah, easy something. as throwing somebody in. Bro, you know? with 18 fucking yeah. episodes, I want Spider-Man. Even if it's one episode, I want him in episode yeah. of the week. I want him in Daredevil. Yeah. There's no reason for him not to be. Because obviously they're setting up Spider-Man 4 going into the street level stuff. That's why I think like if I was a oh, betting man, yeah. I would say Black Cat is going to come up. 100% oh, definitely. That's a really good one. I yeah. think Black Cat's going to come up for yep. two reasons. First off, it's the perfect time to have a, a, a love triangle for Spider-Man. Yep. Because 
he's not cheating on MJ. She literally doesn't remember him. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, even know who so he it's is. Like, so it's a perfect way to have. And also, Black Cat has always been the love interest for Spider-Man. Yeah. Much like she's the Catwoman, you know. spider side. Whereas piece. Lois Lane is the love interest for Clark Kent, you know. So, like, so to have him kind of fall into his, like, street-level stuff, who Black Cat is, having some sort of reference to that. Also, there's going to be a cartoon that's apparently a non- Marvel Universe is not in 616 called Spider-Man uh, freshman year and that has Charlie Cox voicing yep. Daredevil it seems to be a version of Spider-Man where Norman Osborn takes on the role yes of Tony Stark but it's like, so it's like very connected to the MCU version we see but a different universe kind of like a long long form what if yep but just there, that opens it up. If you have Charlie Cox already as Daredevil in the cartoon, some sort of Spider-Man, even if it's quick, would be because we he already saw him in the movie. Right. He could be as you know, like that's the thing too. Like so, but he doesn't remember. But does he remember? How does the remembering work? Does he remember being Spider-Man's lawyer? Right. Or, or does he Peter remember being Peter lawyer. Parker's exactly. lawyer? Because right. he, he remembers a case. What are the rules? Right. Exactly. What are yeah. the rules? Great way to explore that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, totally. I mean, he remembers he remembers that he was a lawyer for Spider-Man, but he doesn't remember who Spider-Man is. Like, 100%. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that would be a great... That would be a great... I mean, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man freshman year I have on the list here. I'm really excited about that because that's going to be an animated show. Um I mean, every I'm a mark for Spider-Man, so they didn't, Absolutely. They, didn't, they didn't reveal too much about that show, but let's just say I'm excited for it because it's a Spider-Man animated yeah. show, and with the exception of one Spider-Man animated show, every single one they've done has been top-notch. Yeah, they've all been pretty cool. Yes. Um, so speaking, let's stick with animated shows. Uh, they've got our first look at the X-Men 90s reboot. They're yeah, calling it X-Men 97. 97. Um, I'm... I'm so bonered for this because it's like yeah. it's it's an updated version of the same animation style. Costumes are the same. The team is the same. They've changed a few things. I think my favorite thing that they've added, or I, I should say changed, is they've given, it appears, Magneto that late 80s, early 90s, like, weird yeah, leotard the, suit that he had M with a big giant. M yeah. on it, like which he didn't wear for very long because it was a stupid-looking suit, but... I'm just excited that they're going down that rabbit hole. And I think what's cool about it is that they're going to, you know, allegedly, as it appears now, it is going to be fully canon with that X-Men universe where it picks up after the final episode where Professor Xavier, I forget exactly what happens to him, but Magneto essentially is left to take over the school. And that's where the show is going to pick up. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm just beyond excited for this show. Like, X-Men is one of the best cartoon shows. Yeah, I think it's going to be, and they're bringing back a lot of the original voice actors to to reprise their roles, which I think is really cool. Um, and it's just it's it's a lot of fun nostalgia. Um, are they going to do an X Men '98 as well? Who knows? But as long as we're getting X Men '97, um, I think it's cool enough, and it'll serve as like a really nice you know kind of ending. Whereas that we didn't what we didn't get in the '90s when the X Men series did. I end. hope I hope that this series brings back the popularity of Gambit. Yeah, and then oh. and then, but then they actually make a Gambit movie. Oh my gosh! And Channing Tatum is just like 
I mean, not that I, 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 I this, this makes me sound like I want Channing Tatum to suffer. I really don't. I just think it would be hilarious if they went ahead and made a Gambit movie that didn't involve Channing Tatum because the character becomes so popular again with the cartoon show. Because that poor guy tried for so many years to make a fucking Gambit movie, yeah. and it just never worked because Fox kept on shooting themselves in the foot with shitty X Men movies. How like, great yeah. would it be if they bring back Taylor Kitsch? Because they they have shown a real affinity. Because you know, one thing that Kevin Feige has done is that like he seems to really want to clean up things. Like yeah, like it was bold to reference the 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 ABC Inhumans TV show. Yeah, like that was a complete and utter disaster. Like that is the most unsuccessful of any of the products Marvel has made when the guy- since they started the MCU. And the fact that they brought back Anson Mount definitively yeah. as Black Bolt, yeah. tying, like, like acknowledging that when they could have gone with somebody else, is like, they're just like, they want to fix things. When he shaved Medusa's head with, like, a pair of trimmer, a clippers that you would buy at Rite Aid, like, yeah. I was like, wait! And that was so, so clear just so to bad. save money, like, so they didn't have to have her hair yeah. as, like, a special effects thing every episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it's like, hey, we have this really cool character who's got this really cool power. Uh, let's eliminate it in the first episode or whatever yeah. it was, the second yeah, episode. Exactly, dude. Like having yeah. having that whole story. That's like that's like being like like oh like you know I, I'm I'm Superman, but bullets bounce off me. But certain bullets though are okay. Like it's just it yeah. makes no sense that this like thirty dollar pair of clippers you buy from the fucking right <laughs> aid would cut, cut through her head. inhuman powered hair yeah, super, like super hair. Fucking oh god, that show is so <laughs> bad. God, yeah. Uh, so, but with that, here. with Black Bolt, I was expecting a lot more of that in Multiverse of Madness, and that's what I was really hoping for. So I'm hoping that we get a little bit of that in some of these different shows. Well, Quantum Mania, right? right? Like, because because now they've definitively announced, and I'm thinking I'm probably jumping ahead on Mass Little List no, no, there. Go ahead. So we know that um, all of the movies through Endgame, right? Marvel called that the Infinity Saga, right? And what they announced now, which we all were kind of guessing, but now we know for sure. This is the multiverse saga. So right. all the way through um, phase six yeah. is going to be the multiverse saga. So that right. means, obviously, bah. Kang is the big villain. Yes. You know, they mentioned a bunch of different things. But Quantumanium obviously has a big Kang. Uh, like yeah, Kang's the main, yeah so maybe Quantum Medium yeah. has some more of that multiverse business. You know? Yeah, I would. I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see Nick Cage as Ghost Rider as a cameo, like just like Black Bolt was. I thought. I think that would be so awesome. Um, I think it would be hilarious. I, I, I thought it would have been great in Multiverse of Madness, especially because of the Nick Cage movie that had come out right around the same time. But I would love to be able to see that. I would love... I mean, I even think it would be hilarious to have Ben Affleck as, like, a daredevil, right? And you just have him show up, and then you have Daredevil, like, looking at each other, and then he just dies David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. That yes, David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. That dude does not age, man. <laughs> um... So on the continuing on the Marvel list, uh, the Avengers movies. So speaking about multiverse saga, where these two things are going to go, they have officially announced the titles of the next two Avengers movies, which are both going to come out in the same year. Yes, um, Avengers: Secret Wars and Avengers: Kang Dynasty. So Kang Dynasty is pretty obvious that they were going to go with that. I am personally very excited about the announcement of Secret Wars because. 
calling it the multiverse saga, calling it Avengers movie Secret Wars, it says to me that they're very much going to be drawing off of a lot of Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers, and he has one of the, d- despite how heady and sci-fi his shit can be, he has one of the best runs on Avengers that culminated yeah. in Secret Wars I've ever seen. And just to be clear, and this is just like a Marvel thing they do for promotion it is a very different secret wars than the one from the 80s with the beyond very where they're all yeah, on battle very, world very and like that was but are the, you sure that's not where they're going i'm I, positive i only say that because no the the beyonder secret wars that plays very much into it like that could be a multiversal story no it doesn't that it, could easily no. be a multiversal it story. could be but it would be a shitty but one you're saying with secret to, invasion it's yes. more likely especially you see yeah. secret wars of the yeah. early 2000s because especially yeah. especially concerning the fact that so jonathan hickman's avengers run all centered around incursions of universes yeah. colliding and destroying and the fact that they specifically mentioned that by name in multiverse of madness yes it leads me to believe that this whole thing is going to be drawing off of now. But it's cool because in that run of Hickman's, Kang was like not a factor at all. So it's cool that they're going to be bringing him in in that way. But again, the main part of his story was all about different universes yeah. colliding and destroying one another. And like, you know, they've talked about the Illuminati, like that's where that came from, you know. So I'm very excited to see where these movies are going to go. Um, and I can't wait to see like like who's going to be on the teams. Like it's two movies in the same year, they're they're essentially going to play off of one another. I'm sure, but yeah, there'll be have to be some big yeah. cliffhanger. I'm super like, fucking yeah. excited. Blah, blah, blah. Now, getting all into this now. Obviously, Kang is a big Fantastic Four connection. Yep. Here's my question: Do we want John Krasinski to be Mister Fantastic? Not only in the Fantastic yes. Four movie, but like definitely. Obviously, I feel like you know because they. Yeah. I think they went out of their so the TVA was obviously a Kang connection we know that from loki and they use the same style of animation for the way mr fantastic came into the illuminati room like it looked very much like the same portals they used agreed so, so like i i think they're gonna really it would be interesting if they played up like i would love to see that some sort of reference to the fantastic four in Quantumanium. Like, I don't need to see the Fantastic Four, but something about, like, the Baxter building, the future foundation, some sort of their technology, some sort of they the need Richards. To, they need to start referencing yeah. it. Like, they need to, because Definitely. they just they just did that, you know, and, like, it, it, it's like we've said in numerous different episodes, specifically about the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. The best way to do it is in, in bits and pieces. And we got our first little nibble at the end of Captain, uh, the, I'm sorry, the end of Miss Marvel, where he, where uh, 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 Bruno was like, "Oh, it's a, it's a mutation," and yes. you're like, almost like a mutation. You're like, "Oh, he said the word, he said the M word, right?" Like, so I think that that's what they're gonna do with the Fantastic Four because also because Feige came out and said straight up that the Fantastic Four movie will not be an origin story. So yes. that just lends more credence to the idea that they're just going to like pepper this shit out over the next phase before the movie finally comes out. And one great way to do that? Yep. Who bought the Avengers Tower? Now, when now they never told us who bought the Avengers Tower. Right. And when Spider-Man uh, Homecoming happened and you saw them moving out, the two people you thought could have bought it were the Future Foundation and Osborn. We know from Spider-Man No Way Home, that Oscorp, Norman Osborn, doesn't exist in this universe because right. 
the Norman Osborn said, Norman where the fuck is Osborn? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> where is it? Yeah. Yeah. And he couldn't like, find I, it. My house isn't there. Yeah. My, I don't even exist in this universe. So that means the most likely candidate for somebody buying that would be the Fantastic Four. So how great, that's yeah. a great way to also play them in without being too foreign. Yep. Having them be in a building you know, right in the middle of New York. Maybe you even see the Baxter building with a giant four on it. In Daredevil or something like that. That would be yeah. really cool. That would yeah, definitely I mean, be really cool. So that's so that's another thing I want to just touch on. Well, you know, uh, before we get to that'll be that'll be in our trailer discussion. But I want to. I have a point about the She-Hulk trailer to mention. But I want to talk a couple more about. Give me another beer. I want to talk a couple more. <laughs> I just went to go get beers for the podcast. Um, the uh, I want I want to finish out our list first of other things here that were announced. Um, Ironheart. Yeah. I think we can talk about this very quickly because. We all know who Ironheart is, and like, listen, I'm just gonna come out and say it. From a comic book perspective, Ironheart was a shitty character. Yeah, Seems I'm like, not really excited no. about Ironheart. I'm excited for the I'm excited for the show only because they there's an Easter egg for her in the Black Panther trailer, which automatically says to me that they're going just like in a completely different direction than what they did in the comic books because right. she she was not like from unless I'm misremembering it but she was not from Wakanda in the comic books having her be from Wakanda in the MCU to me automatically makes her a more interesting character I don't think she's from Wakanda I think she is the any connection to Wakanda right, makes her more interesting think, yeah. so you know how Killmonger was one of the few Marvel villains who won oh my god make her Killmonger's kid no, he won because even though he wasn't in charge of Wakanda anymore, he made Wakanda more outgoing. Right. Right? So at the end, you see that Wakanda is starting up like oh, a she's school an exchange in student. America. 100%. She wow. Is that I could be cool. I guarantee you she is. That could be really cool. She is, she is going to be the biggest connection to that whole storyline. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like I said, literally anything than what they did in the comic will make her more interesting character. Yeah, yeah. Like she she was just anyway. I'm not I'm not but, gonna. But, but then that's a great way to like continue that storyline because because the, yes. the best part of the Black Panther uh, movie is that they went right at the problem of Wakanda existing. Right. Is that if there was a super powerful African kingdom, why the fuck didn't they do anything about the raping of Africa? Exactly. And like, yeah. the, and, and they went after them as it was a mistake, and now they've changed their mind, yeah. now they're more outgoing. This is also... And that be, was one of the final scenes of the first movie, too. Right. And this is also could be part of the reason why they end up at odds with Namor, right, is because now they're more outgoing, so it's almost like they've revealed themselves, so maybe that's why Namor becomes... Maybe that's why they attack him, you know? Right. Yeah. Um... Last couple of things on the announcement bucket here. Uh, Captain America, New World Order. We already know that. We already knew that Captain America Four was in development. We've known that since Falcon yeah. yep. the Soldier. The announcement is the the name New World Order. Very cool. Yeah, dude, I like but it. Also, you don't know if that's a real name because remember, remember, could they, be a working they, they, title. They yeah. called yeah. Civil War the Serpent Society. Yep, they could yeah. be. They could be head faking us. Cause, yeah, because because you know, you could go a lot of different ways. I think. Captain America is going to be our way into the scrolls because I think that Sharon Carter huh. is a scroll. Yes. A yeah, I agree. It's the only 100%. way to explain yep. her because she does a her total 180. A yeah. Complete 180, yeah. dude. Like she goes from like superhero. See, I, I, I agree with you, but I also disagree because you got to remember. And again, I, I hate to like, I hate to like MacGuffin this, but you got to remember. If she survived the snap, she had five years of 
of no shield, yeah. no real superheroes. Like, you know, what was she doing during that and she time? She found a new life. Yeah, very much could have found a new life in those five years. I like the idea of her being a scroll, but I would be also just as okay with her simply changing who she was to survive in this new post-snap world. I think either way will work. I honestly think Captain America 4 is going to tie more into the Thunderbolts. Right. Well, that's that's also... I, I definitely think it's going to tie into yeah. Thunderbolts, and it, it's pretty obvious with Secret Invasion, with Thunderbolts, that they're going to be leading towards... Did you say the, Dark Avengers? The Dark Avengers. That's not, 100% where they're leading. That's why there's the Thunderbolts. There's not going to be Dark Avengers. It's going to be the Thunderbolts. Dude, the Thunderbolts are the reason why Secret Invasion is going to get defeated. They're going to have the bad guy team come in and save the day instead of the good guy team. Bro, they literally have announced every Marvel movie for the next four years. None of them are called Dark Avengers. No, no, Avengers. I'm saying the next... The, I'm taking the next phase of... of oh, Marvel. so you're like, like phase after, seven. Yeah, like. at phase seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, there could be a, a world in which the Thunderbolts just operate as though they're the Avengers. Because as much as like we saw at the end of so Shang-Chi, right? As much as we saw at the end of Shang-Chi that, like, okay, there's something still in place, right? Captain Marvel and Wong and and um, and um, and Hulk can all right. talk. There's right. some yeah. sort of infrastructure in place. It doesn't we haven't seen anything definitive that there is like there was a compound before, and right. they had a budget, and they had a building. So you're reading my we mind. We don't see Ed. any of that. Yeah, because what I because yeah. what I think they're gonna do is it's not gonna be Dark Avengers as we know it in the comic books. It's going to be a government sanctioned Avengers team. Yeah, and that's what's gonna be that's Thunderbolts. the Thunderbolts. Like, Justice yes, like lightning. Yes, that's yeah. what it's gonna yeah. be like. And then that that's gonna be the impetus for all those heroes to get together because it's not hard for them to get together. A lot of them know each other. Yeah. But like that, that's going to cause them to have the apparatus. Also, where is the funding and all this going to come from? Val- Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Well, that's for yeah. the Thunderbolts. Where are the good guys going to get their funding? Oh, Reed Richards in the Future Foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the same fucking building. Exactly. And like, yeah. And 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 what's great about the Fantastic Four is that they are such a like they're such a simple thing to introduce. Right. You like you, you you don't need to do a whole origin story. You can literally yeah. get them right in the middle of everything. Yeah, well, and, and right you off the bat. Yeah. yeah, very similar to the way that they did Spider Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you could just, just like, throw them in, and especially with She Hulk. Well, we're not kind of talking about the trailers yet, but but obviously there's other superhumans that are out there, yeah. which is the whole reason why She Hulk has this you know specific law division of yeah. for superhumans. Yeah, so She Hulk yeah. will be the next thing we talk about. But first, I want let's talk. I want everyone's opinion. Who is going to comprise the Thunderbolts team? We already have two that we know that are pretty much shoe-ins, John Walker and uh, uh, Yelena. Those are most likely going to be two members of this team. But there's a lot of other options here. Who do we think is going to be on this team? Well, I think they're going to go with a six. I think they're going to try to do the original Avengers. So we only know two. So we have our Black Widow equivalent. equivalent. We like have classic, our classic yeah, Black Widow America, and Captain yeah. America. I think yeah. we have our Abomination is going to be the Hulk equivalent. Yep. yep. Where it gets interesting is who's the Hawkeye equivalent. Because Bullseye. You have to bring, yeah, you bring, in, you bring in Bullseye. Which that's is, what, is it, what it yeah, was. What it was in, he's not as big a character in the MCU, but obviously that would yeah. be great. Um, now then, So then we also need our Iron Man. And we need... Um, Thor. 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 So here's So, so you gotta you gotta bring in well, but see that's Hercules. A, yeah, well, either Hercules it's or Hercules. you'd have to introduce Ares, right? You introduce Ares right. and that's you know, I mean he or was one obviously of these guys be in, scrolls, and could this be a way to set up 
the secret invasion to an extent too because remember i mean the, in the cartoons that was a great reveal when it was thor was a scroll and will we get will we get a a over sexualized moonstone i think no. that would be really cool who would play the miss marvel or the captain Maybe. marvel you know, kind of role in the team. Here's I right. think that would be a really cool thing to do. I mean, Here's and a curve- it would be like from the comic. Here's a curveball I think they're going to throw us. I think this would be fucking awesome. In If I have my release time correct, I think Thunderbolt is coming out before either the two Avengers movies. Yes. Um, because that, that's the, because here's the thing, too, just to uh-huh. interrupt real quick. Yeah. They didn't tell us a lot of Phase 5 and 6. Right. They told us a lot of 5. A lot of six is a mystery. There are several movies that come out before those Avengers movies. Yeah. What they basically did is they announced the future and they didn't tell us what was happening up until then. So there are obviously several movies between what they've announced and the Avengers movies, which opens up to whatever you're about to say. Possibly. So he- Yeah, so here's what I think they should do because the one thing that I think they're going to need to do to make the Thunderbolts truly great is have one character, one team member who is like truly pure of heart, wide-eyed, doe-eyed, wants to do good, signs up for this team. And I think the coolest way to do that and fill in the Hawkeye gap would be to have Kate Bishop join up with the team because you already have the connection between yeah. her and Yelena. Right. We, yep. we are pretty certain Yelena is going to be on the team. Yelena says, hey – Let's bring in Kate Bishop. I think she'd be a good member. And she becomes like the moral compass of the team. And then eventually that leads into her. She becomes the one person who's truly good on that team. And then she essentially, quote unquote, graduates to the Avengers in the Avengers movie. And she could also yeah, help turn really. the team because like yeah. exactly. John Walker thinks he's doing good. Yelena, right. we've established, right. she she is very violent and she yeah. has and she has a tendency she's to emotional. Take Unto yeah. her own, but like Yelena she's doesn't want to do bad but... either. Like, like she's gone out of her way to leave the bad guys. Right. So, like, you can get this schism in the group that you're right. Kate Bishop can be the impetus for because then, because then all of a sudden you're half and half, right? Yeah. Because so then you got like because then then you got Kate Bishop convincing Yelena and John Walker. Exactly. Maybe don't do it that and the team's way. Split, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And you have like an abomination, right? And then yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, so abomination's gonna go fucking buck wild. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I mean, it's all set up to be really, really awesome. The, the one question that I, I'm looking forward to answering is, will Venom be a part of the team? Right. I mean, I think that would be really cool if he was. Right. Well, you bring yeah, in remember, Tom Hardy. Remember, there is no Venom in the six one six. Technically, well, nope. technically, the symbiote is in the There's one little bit. Yeah. Right, no, but, but, but Venom and right. Eddie Brock is not. But the symbiote. Right. Is, but the yes. symbiote is. That's so the next Spider-Man. Movie, right. Like. So you could either have maybe like a Flash Thompson, or yeah. well, I really wouldn't like Flash Thompson, but uh, not in six one six anyway. Well, but I, maybe I, a Mac Gargan or I something would, like that. I would like other versions of Venom, but. Like they, they like Spider Man has to get the symbiote first. Once yeah. Spider Man gets yes. the symbiote, do whatever you want with it. But Spider Man has to get it first. Yeah, like, like that, that's, that's, that's just, that, I'm sorry, for that just sure. has to happen. Yeah. Um, all right. So, also, we haven't mentioned the Marvels because it didn't have. It, they didn't really it, announce. They they just they yeah. they showed it as a release. Yeah. But there was no announcements for that. And after, so this is a spoiler if you haven't seen Ms. Marvel. Right. Ms. Marvel ends with Captain Marvel uh, trading places with her, seemingly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which implies which which solidifies more of a connection than there is in the comics. In the comics, yep. there's no connection between their powers. Right. In this, in the MCU, there's not only a connection between their powers, 
there's a connection, I think, implied but not stated with the Ten Rings. Yes. There's something about because I think like the Bengals and like yeah. the fact that it's unknown and that's and they're both cosmic. So like I think there's some something brewing there because now you have yeah that's an interesting yeah, take because because now you have Rambo is a Marvel. Well, so here's you what have, I here I have, three I have an Marvels. answer to that. Yeah. I have an answer to that. Here's what I think they're gonna do. Um, so they. They, they touched on it a little bit in the first Captain Marvel movie with the Kree and how expansive the Kree Empire is. And they they don't really dig too much into it in the movie, but they hint at the fact that the Kree are very much like America, right, of the space world, yeah. where they're, they've got their fingers in everything. And in the comic books, it's a, it's a plot thread that they use constantly where, like, oh, my God, turns out the Kree – colonized this planet and experimented on like the life forms I think they could very easily tell a story because that's how Miss Marvel essentially got her powers right, right? And it, even in the MCU right, right. Um, it was an accident it wasn't an experiment but it's still Kree technology and then the line about Miss Marvel about, about uh, Kamala Khan being a mutant right I think they're going to walk that back say she's not actually a mutant and find out that all that lineage they talked about the jinns right they're going to explain that and say it was actually the Kree the Kree coming back not even not even in humans right just the Kree experimenting on humans millions of years ago that bloodline passed through that's what caused the jinn that's what passed through to Miss Marvel and that's oh, how it's all connected okay okay yeah, I'm, very I'm, but cool. I'm very excited about where they can go because also, and I feel like this this movie is a, has made a mistake. If they don't show us, I want to see what Captain Marvel was doing in between the Avengers. You know how like she goes away those five like, years, and, yeah, yeah, and she seems to be some sort of like policewoman on the edge. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. On, I want yes. galaxy. I want to see even if it's not during that time, just what she's doing now, continuing that. I want her to be basically some sort of like gunslinger. On the fringes of the Kree Empire, just like you know, like you know, like the Kree are like the the Kree are like colonizing some guys or like doing some spy things, and like she comes in like a James Bond and just beats the shit out of them. Like cowboy Cowboy Bebop with Captain Marvel. That's what I want to say. Have Marvel will will travel. Yeah, and how great would it be? That would be so cool. And like she's in the midst of one of those fucking things, and then she swaps with Ms. Marvel, and next thing Ms. Marvel is on some like the Kree border in space, having to solve solve this problem. All right, that so would let's, be amazing. That would actually be really. That would be a cool story. All right, so right? let's because 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 Captain Marvel is a great character that hasn't really been given her full due in in the MCU. Like, right. it's not like they've done her badly. It's just she's just been Deus Ex Machina. Done, yeah, yeah, they which, done, which is exactly how great, they should have her. Great, right now. She's a great actress. Yeah. The way they've designed her suit and her powers and her backstory have been good. It's just yeah. her physically doing things has not been the best. So right. I want to have like some sort of badass. Her being a gunslinger on the fringes of the Kree Empire. I agree. That would kind of give her a purpose. And I think that's what yeah. she needs. Because she's so, great. She just needs a purpose. So let's talk about She-Hulk moving into the trailer part of the episode. Because we've been talking. We've, we've touched on it a lot. The first thing I want to say about She-Hulk is because we, we've touched on it. So I want to address this first. Is I think She-Hulk is going to be a way in which they introduce either physically in person or hint at lots of other super-powered characters. I think you're going to hear the M-word a lot in She-Hulk, like, even as simple as, like, oh, this mutant, you know, it, it could even be, like, fucking yeah. Cyclops, right? Yeah. Oh, my God, my eyes, my eye beams activated, and I, I blew up my orphanage forever. I'm defending yeah. him in court or Like, I think there's going to be a lot of... It's very easy to have her be this lawyer who defends super-powered people. What better way to do than have them be mutants who are losing control of their powers and she's defending them as like, no, they're not 
evil people. They're just their powers are manifesting. They don't know what to do with them. Right. Also, if they're making this whole legal system right, like they, they seem to be creating a new style of law, right? Which would make sense. Like basically, it's, it's a it's a brand new um, frontier of law, and it would be interesting if they if they create it with aliens involved. Right. Yeah. Like, so they're thinking like, oh, well, you know, we don't give them the full rights and because it's like some alien coming down and doing shit. Of course. And then midway through the show or towards the end of the show, mutants start manifesting. So now this legal system has to adjust to humans, American citizens. Right. And what are their like, like, like yeah. so that could be an interesting way because, you know, like it, it, it seems like what there's it seems to be like an elf. I don't know if it's one of the dark elves. Yeah. It seems like there's an elf doing some shenanigans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You see Titana, obviously you see. So it makes so much sense that Daredevil would be there. That's brilliant. Like, obviously, yeah. he would be involved in some shit. I rewatched the last three seconds of that trailer so many times when Daredevil flies or jumps onto the rooftop yeah. and you get the close up of his suit. And what's cool now, like, is, is the, the yellow suit. suit. The, is it is it the yellow and red or it is it looks the like, 90s suit? No, it looks like the yellow and red it suit. It looks like the yellow and red. It's a little bit more armored up for sure. But it like, seems like yellow arms. But yeah, it, it seems like a little bit of a mashup. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. It's, because it's definitely more armored up. Right. Yeah. It's definitely more armored, but it, it, it very much appears to be yellow in, in the trailer, which I'm here for. Like, that's fucking great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, just the... Uh, it's Because, again, ever since No Way Home, right, when Charlie Cox has a little cameo, yeah. everybody has just been like, what's going to happen? Are we going to get... Is it, is it going to be just that? Or are we going to see Daredevil proper again? And I think that I, I'm very excited for. I mean, and, I, yeah, I, I can't say that. It makes sense yeah. that he would, like, if she's in the midst of creating a form of law for whatever they're going to call for them, superhumans, yeah. superhumans yeah. whatever word they use, that he would want to be involved. Because he's obviously, like, there's a reason why he was Spider Man's lawyer. Right. Like, there's a reason why he, and obviously with his history with the Defenders, he's dealt with powered people between Iron Fist and yep. Luke Cage. So, yeah, I think, it, I, I think it makes a lot of sense that he would jump in there. But I wonder if we're going to see more of uh, we're going to see more of Daredevil, or if we're actually going to see more of Murdoch. I think Murdoch, Matt Murdoch, I think see more Murdoch. Plays. Yeah, I, I, I think definitely think we're going to see a lot more of it. Introduce himself to her to be like, look, I'm one of you guys too. We got to change the way we do this because I can see him being like a moderating force for that, being like, hey, mate, you know, like this legal system, you know, we got to yeah. be a little bit more like open to superheroes. I, and I could see them on opposite ends, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're, where one's the prosecutor, one is the defender, right? Or the oh, defendant, 100%, right? 100% he's going to defend yeah. the shit out of whoever she held, if she's going to start prosecuting. Him. Right, exactly, right? And I think that would be really cool to see that courtroom dynamic, right? And have that sort of like law show style, you know, back and forth, right? And, and being in the courtroom with the two of them against each other that way. Right, and then it escalates, and then they become friends, and they start fighting side by side as superheroes. I am more excited for She-Hulk, I think, than I've been for any Marvel show in a while. Yeah, I agree. I, I am as well. It looks and, great. And, yeah, and not just because of Daredevil, just the overall tone of this show and what they're doing with it and how, how much more connected it seems to be. Like, because all the other shows, right, have been relatively self-contained, with the exception of like WandaVision. And... Yeah, well, like, well, WandaVision directly set up Doctor Strange, right? Exactly. Yeah. It was a little, yeah. and with a little bit of a Captain Marvel right. connection, and Loki set Ms. up the entire yeah. multiverse, which saga. is great. Right. Ms. Marvel directly set up the Captain Marvel movie, right. which is great. But no, I mean, you're right. This one seems like it's going to have its fingers in a lot of pies because she kind of, because she's so Feige has talked about how there are like three levels of the Marvel universe now. 
there's a street level, yep. which is Spider-Man, Daredevil, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. There's the um, cosmic level, Guardians, Thor, you Captain know, Marvel, Captain Marvel, all right. the space stuff. And then there's a supernatural level, which is Wanda, uh, Hawkins, yeah, Doctor uh, Strange, Doctor Strange, yeah. all yep. that business. So, yeah. and She-Hulk. She kind of lives in this world where she can be a little bit of everything. Like, she's obviously connected to the street level stuff, but her powers are kind of their own thing. She has the powers of a cosmic person without having a cosmic connection. She could defend aliens without having a direct alien connection. She, you know, like the supernatural could come in as well. Like, there could be, you know, like obviously Wong is there. So, like, how does that all connect? So, she could be the one through line between all three. And I think that's why I'm so excited about uh, the She-Hulk show. Because unlike a lot of the other shows, it's it's going to be doing a lot of world building, right? And it really makes you feel immersed in that entire Marvel world, yeah. right? Unlike that you you felt in Hawkeye and... And even even Scarlet Witch and and uh, WandaVision rather and some of the other shows, um, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, same thing. Like they did a little bit of world building there, but it wasn't really. It didn't really do a lot. It was just kind of like a self-contained story, right? I think She-Hulk is really going to do a lot to build. Like, what does the world look like, and how is the world reacting to all of these different super-powered people being around now? Because it's it's becoming exponential, right? And I think that we're going to be. That's going to be what it kind of touches on in the show and why she's why they need that superhuman legal division that She-Hulk is going to be at the head of. Right, cuz She-Hulk is the easier character to just set up. So she's like yeah. Hulk but a woman there. Like you don't have the mantle passing of a Hawkeye or or a Captain America. You don't have the um unconnectedness of like a Moon Knight or a Ms. Marvel. You know like yeah. right off the bat like within one episode she can be She-Hulk. And then you can move on to like all of her clients and the bigger stuff. So like it's not like you had a whole show of him becoming Captain America. You had a whole show of her becoming Hawkeye. No, like she can just be She-Hulk right off the bat operating within an episode. I really hope that in the She-Hulk show we get a Bob Odenkirk cameo. <laughs> and I hope he comes in as Saul Goodman. Like I would love it. It would be hilarious. That would Saul be Goodman exists in the multiverse. Like that would be fucking amazing that would be the best and like even if they out. just they don't have to call him Saul Goodman if they just like call him Saul or something like that or, or even he, Jimmy even if he you just know plays, like even if he just plays the character you don't need to call him anything yeah you don't have need him, to, you just don't name yeah. him you just he's have in, him like, there he's in like a sleazy suit acting like a jackass yeah with like, the loud no right away dude it would be so good yeah you just know like yeah, oh, I think so it would be good. perfect um, so She-Hulk comes out in a couple weeks I'm, I'm more than excited for She-Hulk I think it's going to be absolutely incredible um other trailer drop, uh, the Groot short. We don't need to spend too much time on this. It's it's Baby Groot. It's, yeah. it's going to be great. I'm it's super, super excited cute, for it. It's super, super hilarious. Cute. Looks awesome. This I, is what, the I can't fun wait. stuff that yeah. Marvel can yeah. do now. Where yeah. they can, with Disney+, Plus, they can just drop a couple shorts. Like It's just, you know. Boom. Yeah, it's very as fun. As long as one of them it's, is great, very it's fun. all you need. But yeah. what we do need to talk about is Black Panther 2 trailer yeah. we met we mentioned iron Wakanda heart forever. this is where this comes from right there's a little little easter egg nod to iron heart in black panther 2 trailer um this trailer looks it's first of all it's very different than most trailers that marvel very does, uh, but in a good way it's yeah. it's very much like highbrow in terms of the trailer there's not really a lot of 
uh, dialogue spoken, like, if at all. There's just music playing, the transition to the music, showing shots. And I like it because you, from what they show you, you know, like, you see Namor, right? You see some a couple action scenes. You see the one shot from behind of somebody in a Black Panther suit, a little homage to, to Chadwick Boseman trying to understand, like, you know, what happened to him. But you really don't under, you really don't get any of the story at all in the trailer. Just these beautiful shots with actors that you recognize and sets that you recognize, and you're just like, okay, I, I, I'm here for this right now. It's, Absolutely. It looks like a beautiful yeah. movie. Well, there's yeah. a reason why Black Panther was the highest-grossing film well, it was outside incredible. of Avengers. Yeah, it was incredible. Right. And it's because it was so good. And it's yeah, also it become... Really... But it's like, it's a brand. Like, people just... They will see the next Black Panther movie. Yeah. And it has a visual style unlike anything else, I would say, in movies right now, but especially the MCU, where it just looks different. There's a tone. I mean, the trailer, all it needs to do is just show you badass things happening. And it seems like a lot's going to go down. Yeah. The... Um, the transition between "No Woman Don't Cry" and the Kendrick yeah. Lamar song, yeah, yeah. all right, really cool. and that's yeah, the right. and that's the beauty. Like, that's such a and that's great the, piece of editing. Like, and that's the beauty yeah. of Wakanda is that it's a it's a futuristic space age society on Earth. Like so, when right. you look at like you know Asgard and some of the other places you've seen the MCU, they're entirely fantastical because yeah. they're not on fucking Earth. Wakanda is on Earth, but it still has this incredible fantastic sci-fi element to it but it still very much feels like oh i'm still on the planet earth here like everything yeah. about this still says earth and it's just like the the visuals of it are just absolutely spectacular i cannot wait for black panther too and, and so much especially in sci-fi right now you know studios are trying to bring diversity in and for better or worse you know sometimes they're shoehorning diversity and this is the strength of the marvel comics going back decades this is yeah. a natural diverse part of their storyline like yep. this you don't need to do anything you don't need to add anything you don't need to be woke or, or like or change anything this is just the way yeah. it is so yeah. they just they just have to adapt something that already exists and they can show this larger world so here's the question how do we think T'Challa dies in the MCU. How are they going to explain this? Because I honestly have no fucking clue. Like, it could just be something as simple as he catches a disease. I mean, if Captain you know, yeah, Marvel... That's, like, that's what I'm thinking. If in it's the comics, be some... Captain Marvel can die of cancer. That's what I'm thinking, right? Can Black Panther... I mean, I know he has... I know he has augmented powers. Yeah, but, but still... But, but you don't need to call it, it cancer. Space cancer. Like, sure. you know, fucking, like, whatever. He, he caught something. Like, I, I think that's the simplest no, I think way to, to be, explain yeah. it. Yeah. Because they said that they're not going to bring him back. Right. They're not going to, like, CGI him. Because, they're not going like, to, like, Princess Leia him. Because if he's killed in a battle, you want to see that. Exactly. You know? it's yeah. Like, so, like, but if he, like, died. And then here's my thing. Like, is Nakia going to be carrying his child? Well, so that's... Are they going to do some sort of legacy? Yeah. Like, how do they, like, is he the end of the line? Like, because, like. You know, obviously there's, there's also the timeline some... to consider too. Yeah. When and it does also, this take place? And it raises a lot of questions because didn't they bring him back from the dead in the in the first movie in Black Panther? Well, he didn't really die in the no, first he movie. Die. He was just oh, severely he injured, okay. yeah. right? Because that's how he could technically um, survive the challenge, right? That's how he could right. still challenge. Right, him, right. Is that like right. he was he was he was almost killed, right? Right, but he wasn't actually yeah. killed. Yeah, he was right. just very injured. You thought I was dead, yeah. but I was just unconscious. He was just mostly dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think that the cleanest, simplest way to do it is to just have some sort of disease, whatever you want to call it, you know, fucking I, I honestly, Wakanda I, cancer, like whatever. Yeah, I, like, I, I think it's probably going to be cancer. Like, yeah. that's, you know, very true to he what happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. make it, uh, you yeah. know, 
maybe, because because yeah. you're because you're right. It, it can't be in a battle because then they're gonna have to find a way to show that battle. Right, and, and they then, already said they're not gonna Princess Leia him. Yeah. Like, so and what battle could be big enough for him to die in? Like, exactly. You know, like. like like no more killing him would be something, but right. like, we can't see that. Like if right. he's still right. around, yeah. No, I think it's going to be cancer. I think yeah. it's a good. And then, good and then the other big question is who? Because again, you know, they they purposely do this in the trailer. Of course, they only show you like the arm and the leg of somebody wearing a Black Panther suit. Who is in the Black Panther mantle in this movie? I think the the. The, the one that the one that makes the most sense if you think about it from a comic book perspective is of course of course Shuri because she takes place she takes over the mantle in the comic book she becomes the queen of Wakanda when he's exiled to you know the the world of the dead in, in Wakanda or whatever um, but does from an MCU perspective does that make as much sense I think I'm not Nakia sure. makes more sense from I agree a fiscal point of view for Marvel the actress who plays Shuri seems to be a little bit of a Fired cracker. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, sure. There's no, that. I mean, and as we've seen, she's the, no Ezra Miller, but I mean like right. She's the, as we've seen, <laughs> and I, I like I, I want to make it very clear, she's not Ezra Miller <laughs> punching around the world and kidnapping children. <laughs> but, like, like that's a whole different level. But she is definitely potentially a problem. Could so be. Yeah. I, so I'm not saying I would do this. I'm just saying I wonder if because of her vaccine status and like her. So from our outspoken views, I wonder if Marvel just said, hey, let's go with the safer actress, Nakia. Right. Because Nakia also would make sense, especially if she has his kid. If Nakia is pregnant with his child, then she's part of the family. Because they could have gotten married in the meantime. Right. Like she, So then like you're keeping the same royal family. Now, do they yeah. do, or here's another thing, do the only, the other way I can see them going with this is something they say you know build it into the wakanda law the whole challenge that we saw in the first movie of be of being the black panther you can kind of challenge for that obviously michael b jordan's character is dead if they bring him back and make him black panther that would be fucking stupid i don't think they would however i could see a world where they say something within the bylaws, right, of whatever you want to call it in Wakanda. <laughs> the, the bylaws. Right? Like, what are the rules, right? Right. Um, anybody that had once previously challenged for the mantle of Black Panther would be, let's say, in line to inherit in the event of an M'Baku? untimely death. Yeah. M'Baku. Yeah. I could definitely see M'Baku being the Black Panther in and this And he's a big movie. actor. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's obviously, he's also yeah. like, he's also, that was kind of his breakout role. He's so great in the yeah. movie. He's, he's so great. He's really yeah. phenomenal yeah, yeah. in and the he's, movie. Yeah, he has great personality. I think, and this is just conjecture and they could always be fooling us, from the shot, it looks like the body type is slight. It, yeah. it, it looks it's, very thin. He's yeah. a very it looks, big it, dude. It looks, no. it looks I, very So I think just, no, maybe it's a, a, a trick of the yeah. camera. Right. Maybe. I, but I no, M'Baku would be good, but I think... I think they want to keep it in the family, though. So yeah. that's why I think yeah. Nakia and Shuri are the only... I think I think it's Shuri. Right. But I think Nakia, you can make an argument for. And I wonder if that's also what they're going to do throughout the movie to keep it open. I also don't think we're going to have a Black Panther until at least the, the final third. I agree. Like, it's not like, oh, like, Shuri is Black Panther in the it's first gonna be, Yeah, it's going to be a way to, to build up to it. And, and, and let's also remember, too... It wouldn't be the first time that Marvel just full on faked us out in the trailer. Like we we all remember seeing Hulk in the Infinity War trailer and that charge, yeah. right? And then I mean, no yeah. fucking Hulk, you know. Like I mean, like they gave. I mean, they gave 
Natalie Portman guns in the new Thor movie. Yeah. They could just have taken that shot of Black Panther and made them look Made them look smaller, exactly. Because like, yeah. you're right, like, you would see M'Baku and you would be like, oh, fuck, man, that, like, yeah. you know who that is. Yeah, you know, because he's dude. huge. Yeah, yeah, the guy's massive. Yeah, so, you know, it, we'll, we'll see, but all I'm saying is it wouldn't be the first time Marvel pulled the fast one on us. Right, and, and even if it was just maybe she's putting the suit on and yeah. just using it temporarily and then somebody else also, comes in to take it. I'm also convinced that at this point in the MCU, in the Marvel Studios lifespan, Kevin Feige is just sitting there going like, yeah, you know what? Let's just fuck with them because we know there's going to be a bunch of nerds with their fucking podcasts trying to break down these trailers. Exactly. Let's fuck with these idiots. Exactly. Let's fuck with these idiots. No, every, <laughs> every one of these trailers now has a, um, a some sort of head fake to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what is the head fake in this, in this movie? Or they have shots that don't end up getting seen in the movie. Yep. Yeah, I, and uh, like I definitely think Wakanda Forever is going to be a phenomenal film, and it's definitely going to make over a billion. Oh, it's going to make all the money. It's going to yeah, make, it's all, gonna the make all the money. Um, all right, so that pretty much wraps up the Marvel bit. Like, we don't really. What if two? Well, Probably I mean, going to be great. Yeah, yeah it's going to be know? great. I mean, you know, Bla- yeah. Blade was announced again. It has a more firm date. Like, you know, that is what it is. We'll come back to that um, yeah, later. And, and, and of course, the, the 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 question with Blade is. Where does Blade play into everything? Because yeah. Blade was... You heard Blade talk in the Eternals. Which is so random. Right. So, yeah. like, where is where is Blade going to play into this? Cause, because they could they can tweak his origin where he could connect to any number of the different things. 100%. Because they're, yeah. Yeah. the one thing that they have not... Of all of the... Of all of the uh, different uh, alien races and different types of heroes and villains and and uh, species that they've talked about in the Marvel universe. The one thing they've never talked about is vampires. They just yeah. flat out have not done it. So I mean, obviously they're gonna that's going to come with Blade. But to your point, Ed, like they could they could literally do anything. Like there is yeah. nothing that they've done this far that will that would tie Blade down to any kind of one right. origin story. Right, he was story. mentioned in a celestial yeah. style movie. Right, but. His power and like the lore of vampires plays more into the Doctor Strange, exactly, like supernatural yeah. world, exactly. Also, just his everyday fighting and whatnot is going to play more into the street level. Yep, yeah. like you know, because yeah. you know, even though his powers might be supernatural in nature, and that's who vampires are, he's just going to be beating people up in alleys, which is a Daredevil Spider-Man thing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, it's definitely going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's it, and they have a lot of characters that they could introduce, right? You could you could introduce Count Nefarious, right? Because yep. that would be a perfect fit. Um, you could even introduce another version of Dracula, right? Because they obviously Dracula was a major character in Marvel, yeah. right? Um, you could tie it in with the mutants that right after... The House of M storyline. There was a vampire storyline in X Men. Mm-hmm. Werewolf by Night. Right. You could you could do Werewolf yet. by Night. No. Yep. You could uh, absolutely right. And so all of that would be more at the street level, and you could do it really, really successfully the way that they did the Defenders and everything else. All right. It's time for my favorite part of every podcast. Let's shit on DC. Oh my goodness. First of all. 
no flash trailer at San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> I wonder why. Do you remember earlier this year when they had that epic, like, like kind of teaser trailer and it was like 2022 and it had yes. like the four like DC yeah. movies. Dude, they were, and they Flash, were, Black Adam. And dude, they were like, blasting this is going to be the best. They were blasting the Flash trailer everywhere for a very long time. Because yeah. like we did say, the Flash trailer... Does make it look like a pretty good movie. It looked cool. Not it's a no-win scenario. Yeah, it's absolutely no win. There is no answer to this. Like they can't completely recast and redo the movie. I know, but it's an unreleasable movie. Like the the guy is the guy has been arrested multiple times. He's missed court dates because he was arrested the night before on another assault charge. Dude. Yep. So he's been he's been charged with assault all over the place. More things keep coming out. <laughs> Dude, there's, just, there's this whole story that's hard to follow, but even more troubling, where he potentially kidnapped a child. Dude, it's and, and, like, and yeah. Then, and, then, and then one thing about Not that storyline that like we we know for a fact happened is they couldn't find him or the child to serve him the papers. I know. So he was MIA. <laughs> like, this is terrible. And it seems like the Flashpoint movie sets up the Batgirl movie. Right. And the Batgirl movie apparently was so good. Yeah, it's that done they, filming. Like, that what they did is they were they're, like... They're both not, way done filming. Yeah, no, yeah. they were like... So they were going to release Batgirl on HBO Max. Yeah. And then apparently they saw it and they were like, we got to release this in theaters. Yeah. So so they think they have two primo properties here. And they can't release either. Because apparently Batgirl only makes sense if you watch Flashpoint. Because yeah. it makes right. sense, right? It seems like Flashpoint sets up a, some sort of right. Mike, Michael Keaton Batman Because Michael universe. Keaton is in Batgirl. Right. And she's right. in both. So obviously you can't release Batgirl without it because people are going to be like, you know, it would be like releasing Endgame before Dude, I'm just Infinity War. You'd be like, yeah, what's going you'd be like, on? What's happening? Dude, I'm just no envisioning in the on. WB studio right now, like there's some guy with a big, like, it's like it's like Goodwill Hunting where like all this shit is on the wall. And he's like, he's like Charlie that from from It's Always Sunny, like trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. He's just whipping through things, like losing his mind. Like, how do yeah. we make this movie work? Dude, I'm telling you, just fucking just CGI Grant Gustin's face on the frames of Ezra Miller's body from Flashpoint. Have Grant Gustin voice over all the lines and just call but it a day. Thing, he's, he reshoots the whole movie. Apparently from the trailer, he's playing two characters. Yeah, he's playing two characters. <laughs> so you have to recast two characters. Twice. Yeah, you have to recast it twice. Like, he's is the this, worst. He's the is, worst. This like, movie, is this movie going to end up being the Fantastic Four, right? The the Roger uh, Corman Fantastic yeah. Four. Like, like, is this never going to get released? I, well, I mean, but what happens if they do release it? Like, what happens if they just say, fuck it, and release the movie with all this Ezra Miller shit? Do they just, like, hope that people don't care or don't know or forget? Like, what do they do? Like, so, so this is all conjecture yeah. on our part, but it just appears with what's going on with the other DC projects right now. Yeah. Is that they're that they're using Flashpoint as some sort of soft reboot. Right. Where they can create a DCEU where like things happen in, in the Flashpoint movie where they create a somewhat new universe where the properties that have been successful, Aquaman, Shazam, yep. Wonder Woman, yep. they can continue completely as is and the properties that have been less successful, Superman, Batman, uh, and just the overall Justice League of it all, those can be like tweaked. Yeah. And 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 yeah. so 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 this seems to be a pivotal movie to the universe. Yeah. And they can't release and it. And they can't no, release they it. They literally yeah. can't release it. Well, because I mean, like, yeah, like 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 we just said, the earlier this year, the Super Bowl spot, like this movie was like primed for 2022. It was a big fucking deal, and. 
ever since Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller started doing whatever it is that he's doing, it has been radio silence on this fucking movie. Uh, yeah. In all mediums, social media, yeah. ads, everything, g- g- silent. Well, yeah, they don't just know what completely to do cause, gone. Because yeah, they also know, like, from a like a corporate point of view, like they can't announce they're not releasing the movie without a plan. Right. Yeah. You know, like, because at least like in House of Cards, right? It's a TV show. They wrote them out really quickly. Right. Right. You know, and they and, and at least when they said that, they were like, "Yes, but we're going forward." We had Robin Wright. She's a big actress. Right. She can take up the slack. Like so, like the investors weren't like, and the show worried. was immediately canceled. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because there's, yeah. there's nothing to write him out of because he's the star he of this movie that resets yeah. the entire thing. Like, it would be yeah. one thing if it was just a Flash movie that wasn't, like you said, yeah. going to reset the entire universe. Then they could just shelve it like it and just do that. a new movie. Like, if Zach yeah. Levy yeah, like whatever, been, did something terrible. Dude. Like, they could just be like, all right, Shazam's over. <laughs> yeah. release it. But, like, it's, yeah. You- uh, dude, I've said this before, and I will say it again. I cannot wait for, I don't know. Five years from now, maybe ten years from now, but at some point, somebody is going to make a documentary about oh, I can't the wait DCEU. Dude, well, dude, that, that, that would be the most shit. amazing documentary ever. <laughs> well, one of the potential Flash directors who, because there were several, there were seven of them, but like one of the directors who was on there for a time, like he did an interview after all this Ezra Miller stuff came out, and he was like. This is why I left the movie. Like, apparently, <laughs> yeah. he was just, he was just, even when he wasn't assaulting people, he was just a jackass. Yeah, he was yeah. just, a, like, yeah. yeah. Was so, I mean, so DC should have also, this is also just a poor planning. DC should have just, they should have seen this coming. It seems I like, because yeah. Warner Brothers also, they worked with Ezra Miller. He was, he was, he's at the heart of two of their franchises. Both franchises are already in dysfunction for other reasons. And yeah. now he's thrown them even into more dysfunction because he is a major character in both the Wizarding World and the DCEU. Dude, and like, I would, they can't put him on screen anymore. I would, I would pay Warner Brothers to let me have, like, I would work for free at Warner Brothers just to be in the inner sanctum to see just what the fuck is going oh on and God. what they're Just, just what to their be plan a fly is. on the wall. I just want to know what their plan is. But can you think but of the, a better also ran, like, they, like they're, <laughs> they're not even Pepsi now. They're not even Dr. <laughs> no, they're, Pepper. They're like RC they're Cola. Like Dr. Yeah, they're RC Thunder. They're RC yeah. Cola. Like they, because, like, Marvel, Marvel announced more projects at Comic-Con. Yeah. This comic-con than the entire dceu combined oh yeah oh yeah it's a completely different it's level of revenue stream also like it's such an important part of dc like to try to build up hbo max and like where are they going to go with that you know it's just like and it leads perfectly into so so here's what i might so you know that dc is panicking about this stuff because dwayne johnson physically appeared at Hall H in costume just to hype people up, to have them forget about everything else that they're missing. Like, that that never happens, right? Actors always appear on panels, right? It's like a, it's yeah. like a thing, you know, it's a nice for the fans. Nobody, not even Marvel, has ever done anything like what Dwayne Johnson did. Well, Marvel did. doesn't need yeah. to. Well, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Warner Brothers was like, okay, we need to do something. Hey, Rock, you're the only bankable thing we have going for us right now. Show up as Black Adam. Like, and I think The Rock wants to take, he wants to be the center of the DCEU. He wants to be Superman. Dude, the, he trailer, wants to be, the trailer is so bad. Dude, but you know what? The, movie the movie's going to be successful, good. but it will be successful <laughs> because of The because Rock. Because it's The yeah, Rock. Yeah, it's the, the only reason. You know, it's, he's it's the just, best. You know, it's like, Come on, yeah. how can you, like, he's just the best guy ever. Yeah. And like, like, 
the 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 uh, what is it, the League of Super Pets that just came out yeah. was a great movie. Dude, it's right, really-, really fun, really heartwarming. Like he was great in it as Crypto, and now having him come to the big screen as Black Adam, a character that is iconic in the comic books, and we've never seen him done on in. Not barely even in cartoons, let yeah. alone no, he's, live he's action. Kind of a black hole. Yeah, a couple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the trailer looks so bad. It looks I, so it bad. Looks so bad. It looks but it's so going bad. to do well enough. It's of course, because he is a. It's funny. The Rock is more of a brand than the entire DC universe. That's a hundred percent correct. Yep, hundred yep. percent. And and the DC DC would be smart. To build a story around because Black he, Adam. Because he's not the worst person to build something around. Because yeah, yeah. there is that aspect yeah. of him that they hint at in the trailer. He's an anti-hero. Right. He's a bad guy morally in your moral compass. But he's not a full-on villain. No, he's like, a punisher. He's, you know, right. he's, he's a... not coming to invade Earth. Yeah. You know, like, he's just like his... So, like, how... And also, like, that's why, like, he could be a very really interesting character in terms of he could easily team up with the Justice League to repel an alien invasion. Stuff yeah. like that has happened before. In fact, yeah. in the current DC storyline, and I wonder if this is some sort of wishful thinking on their part, uh, he, Black Adam was a part of the multi-universe Justice League. Well, so like, yeah, because because yeah, he doesn't yeah. like truth justice in the American way, right? But he doesn't want the entire multiverse. No, to I mean, and that's the, the only thing he cares about yeah. is Canon Dak. Right. and that's the right. and that's yeah. the only thing I like about the trailer is the Justice Society. Like, and they seem to kind of yeah, be talking and they through do it, look being cool. like, yeah. hey, like dude. the outfits look great. Like, I don't, I, I wish that Black Adam's lightning bolt was fully gold and was fully yellow, like, and didn't have the hints of black in it. That kind of makes it look, I don't know, It seems kind of beat up, though. I wonder if, like, that's, like, a story point they'll explain. Yeah, then maybe it, like, becomes more prominent. Shazam or something. Or, like, you know, there's some sort of, he has, he's been in stasis, so his powers have to grow. Because that's another way to keep him nerfed enough at the beginning of the movie. And then yeah. speaking of Shazam, the the only like the only other thing DC did at all age was the Shazam two trailer, yeah, which you know looks oh, it looks okay, but they're they're trying it's very like they're trying very hard to be Marvel. It's the same yeah, creative it, team as the first movie, yeah, right. So I'm down like I'm going to see it, yeah, for sure. Because a bad trailer doesn't mean a bad movie. No, of course, the not. trailer wasn't great. But I trust enough in that like creative team and like and like I think Zach Levy is perfect casting. Yeah, this I should think be it, a fun movie. I think it movie. will still work. Yeah. I just the, it's not like the Black Panther trailer like confirmed. Oh, yeah. this is going to be great. Shaz- this one was just like oh, I don't know. And Shazam was far and away the best thing that the DCEU proper has ever done. And you know it's funny, but with this trailer as well, I mean, so Jim Lee came out during Comic-Con and he said definitively the Snyderverse is dead. However, with this trailer <laughs> except. except yeah, it turns out that all of the characters are still there, right? Yeah. So you've got Ben Affleck coming back as Batman. You've in, got in Aquaman, uh, Aquaman in both coming Aquaman back. Aquaman and yeah. Flashpoint if it's ever released. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it never it never. And is there released. any truth to the rumors, do we think, about Amber Heard being recast in Aquaman 2? I seen, hope so. We haven't seen a trailer for that. I, I hope so. so. She Warner was Brothers, terrible in the first Warner movie. Brothers keeps well, she's on a terrible saying actress. no. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think... It's it's amazing that we're that Ezra Miller is so terrible that like Amber Heard is the least of their worries. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty. Amber amazing. Amber Heard lied about spousal abuse, but that's not as bad as well. That's Ezra because Miller also like somebody. Amber Heard still has defenders. Nobody can be like. 
Well, Ezra Miller, <laughs> like you can't defend. He's just going around punching people. Dude, all the time. it's dude. The DC EU is just my favorite thing to talk about because it's such a fucking disaster. That's, I mean, that, that, and that's and that's and that's a weird thing about it. It's it's almost unlucky, like because so many things have happened outside of it. Like so, there's been terrible creative decisions in the DC EU. Obviously, yeah. we've talked about that a lot. But also in terms of their casting, like there hasn't been a Marvel equivalent that they have both an Amber Heard. Yeah, no. And an Ezra Miller. Like, there's been no problems with the Marvel casting. Yeah. And and they have they have so many more actors, too. Yeah, dude. The biggest like, the like biggest, there's, the been biggest no, there's been no like yeah. me too for any of the Marvel casting. The biggest the biggest problem that Marvel had is like you said, was uh, uh Shuri who like who who talked online about being anti vax Yeah, yeah like, which is which is like such that's a like the worst such, thing. Like, like yeah. it, it only it's uh, the only reason why I think they might be a little bit wary is because they're so good at avoiding yeah. problems. Yeah, like they dude. like like, like, they run such a clean organization. They yeah. just don't They're want like any... the Yankees. Like, yeah. yeah. Shave the facial hair, cut your hair, let's yeah. fucking yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. Baby. You know, they, they do a very good job of that. And and I feel like so, DC just... And I, but also, I think that's, like, it's part of the reason why. It's just, like, you see this in sports all the time. Like, Daniel Snyder is a bad owner, and there's all terrible accusations against him. All people also, his Snyder. team hasn't won in forever. Yeah. There's a connection. Yeah. Like, 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 bad management is on and off the field. And we're seeing this both on and off the field with DC. The culture seems to be just a mess in every way. I just love that. We we spent a solid hour talking about everything that Marvel was doing in Hall yep. H. And we didn't even get to all of it. No. And about... 14 and a half minutes covered all of DC. <laughs> and most you need of it know. was a historical trip through their failures. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it, it wasn't even what? about, oh, Co- all they have coming out. <laughs> I'm so excited to see a futuristic uh, walkthrough of their failures, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, we're just looking, we like, we know that they are dead in the water. And this, this is Ezra going Miller to be amazing. Shows no sign of being resolved. I know. None. It's not like None. he's, because like, at least if he like went to jail, like, like, dude, it seems like this is just going to go on for years. Yeah. In courts, and because there's like civil and criminal litigation. Oh, yeah. So, like, they can't get away from this. Yeah. But uh, they have a billion dollar <laughs> franchise wrapped around him, and it's like two movies. Two, two movies, movies that, can't that you can't release ever. So, so, like, what do you do? Like, so let's just recuts. They're going to redo it. Like, if they're not in the studio right now, dramatically reshooting this entire movie, like, what are they doing? Yeah. Let's talk about the rest of the San Diego Comic-Con bit. So, again, just the rest of what we want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, First, Teen Wolf. All right. So I'm so excited about the Teen Wolf movie. I Moving definitely on. think that was the worst trailer. <laughs> Teen Wolf is not on my list, but what is on my list is uh, Dragon. So okay, Dragon Ball Super. The movie is called Superhero. So it's yeah. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Superhero. Um, it gets released in a couple weeks in the U.S. Anthony and I already have tickets. Yep. Um, so for, I, re- I need to preface this just by quickly saying that by and large. Dragon Ball Super, the quote-unquote sequel to Dragon Ball Z, is complete and utter dog shit. Yeah, it's not like, good at it's all. It's not good. There have been flashes of greatness. Yep. Um, and I think, based on this trailer, that this movie is going to be by far the best thing that Dragon Ball has done since Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it looks really, really cool. It's got really cool cell shading in terms of the animation. It's a very unique style. It's not your typical anime style. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm, I'm frankly, I'm very yeah. well, excited for it. And it doesn't. And it, the, the the biggest thing for me is that it doesn't. For once, it doesn't seem to suck Goku's dick. No, like, no, it's, it's just it's go, they're going down on Gohan. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, good. And Piccolo seems to play a really huge yeah, part. It, it like, definitely seems to have a very big yeah. part for because Piccolo. The, because the problem with Dragon Ball Super, by and large, has been the fact that um, from the get of Dragon Ball Super, Goku and Vegeta achieved levels of power that were on the level of gods. So yeah. insurmountable by literally anybody else. Yeah. So they struggled to make any other character even remotely relevant when trying to explain the powers of Goku and Vegeta. And it just yeah. never works because it's only it's the Goku and Vegeta show. That's all it is. They they tried with the tournament of power by introducing all these like multiverse characters and Truth be told, there were some really cool character designs and interesting characters that they introduced in the Tournament of Power, but the overall story and concept behind the Tournament of Power, which I, I can't even get into because it's so fucking bad, um, was, yes, so fucking bad that it made the whole thing irrelevant. Like, there were no stakes. It was nothing. Dragon Ball Super, it's bringing back the Red Ribbon Army. Um, it's it's going down the android path, it looks like. like It looks like a very... Very good movie. I'm very excited about it. Um, we're going to see it in a couple weeks, so you can expect another episode talking about what the uh, what our actual thoughts are on the movie. Yeah, and I, I think that one's going to be cool. And then, so what's next on the list? Uh, let's go uh, Let's go, John Wick 4. Yeah, John Wick 4. So it's really hard to talk about this because it's John Wick. It's going to be a John Wick movie. Yeah. It yeah. starts to finish, nonstop action. You know the plot of John Wick. It's going to be all about the assassins. It's going to be another cool John Wick movie. It's just... It's just John Wick. It's whatever, just another chapter. It's it's whatever happened with the yeah. show. They were making a show. They announced a show called Set the Continental, at the hotel, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they've also announced there's going to be a female spinoff with yeah. Armist, I did, right? Well, so so the the this female spinoff is relatively new news, but yeah. they announced the show uh, based around the hotel like two years ago. Yeah. And like I haven't heard anything about it since then, unless I've totally missed it. But I was really hyped for that. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's a budding cinematic universe there. But if it get, really is. Yeah. Show yeah. A I mean, well, and it's. it's it, I would like action. to. I would like to explore it. It definitely seems very cool. I. Yeah, I yeah. But it's. It literally is just nonstop action, which is I'm. I'm here for. Yeah, right. The action it's is awesome. good. Yeah. So it's, it's all that's that matters. Great. Yeah. yeah. And we all know, you know, Keanu Reeves is going to be in the MCU. Yes. As Ghost Rider. I mean, yeah. it, it, is he officially going to be Ghost no, Rider? No, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Is, I think. I yeah. think two years from now he will have been in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. The uh, the new uh, Lord of the Rings trailer for the Lord of the Rings prequel looks very good. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, I mean, I think it's telling. So it, it appears to be telling the story right of pre like like the origin of Sauron more or less, right? Yes. Like, yes. I'm, I'm not I'm not that it's much thousands of, a study. of years. It's thousands of years in the past, right? Yeah. So like um, in the beginning yeah. of the first movie, when they talk about the Rings of Power, it's even before, it's even before yeah. that. Before right? that. Okay. Yeah. Right. So and yeah. and you know what it ties into is a lot of these peripheral writings of Tolkien. So Tolkien would just write forever. Right. And like that's his son has spent a lot of time editing together. So he would just like write all these notes about like the entire history of the world. So like he he wrote the equivalent of history books for the thousands of years of history. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, like yeah. all the way through. So there's a lot of that. So it's they're calling it Lord of the Rings even though it's pre-rings just cuz that's the like, you know, that's brand. The brand. Yeah, that's yeah. the brand. You know, but yeah, so it's it seems it seems like the style is great. It has a huge budget. They shot it in New Zealand. Yeah. So you know it like it's going to have the same look. And, it, and this is a great Great segue to mention that our sponsor, 3BR, 
is going to be doing a Lord of the Ring inspired cocktail night on August 28th. So it's going to be, um, we'll post about it on our social medias. But yeah, um, they, they open at 2 o'clock on Sunday. So from 2 to 9, uh, you can go to 3BR. They did this before with Star Wars. Um, they're going to have these cocktails named and inspired by Lord of the Rings. And then this is also going to be where Cannon Fodder is going to do our Lord of the Rings episode. Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a great night. Um, and uh, highly encourage, again, come down to 3BR, check it out. You're probably going to have some of the most interesting, unique drinks that you'll ever have. It's a very unique environment as well. Um, and, of course, the the owners um, and just everyone who works there are just phenomenal people. Um, it's, it's really hard to go there and just not fall in love with everything about it. Great aesthetic, great cocktail, great spirits. Uh, they, for those of you who are as geeky into uh, cocktails as you are into all the stuff we've been talking about, Tales of the Cocktail just happened in New Orleans. And yeah. that is a premiere uh, for the bar industry. That's like their Comic-Con. It's their premiere um, and they uh, won an award in New Orleans. Yeah, they and, they, and they won multiple awards multiple. there. Yeah. So, yes, we'll talk about, about that when we record at 3BR for Cannon Fodder's Lord of the Rings Hobbit World episode. But, yeah, th- I mean, very excited about Lord of the Rings because this is Amazon really trying to go at HBO. They're trying to go at something super yeah. big budget. Yeah. You know, they don't have the brand names that DC brings to HBO that Marvel and Star Wars brings to Disney, like for their streaming service to survive, just as we're seeing now Netflix having these problems, Amazon needs to build up brands and Lord of the Rings. So I feel like well, if they would also, they're probably really they're, they're all in on it, which I yeah. think is, is the only way you can do Lord of the Rings. You have to. And be, if, yeah. if Amazon would would fucking get on making season two of Invincible, they could work on that too. Yeah, for wait, sure. Wait, waiting for that for two goddamn fucking years. Yeah, it's a fucking animated show. Get to get get the other Amazon. Um, so then, uh, last couple things. Uh, sticking with the prequels. Uh, Game of Thrones. What's it called? House of the Dragon. Was yeah, it? House yeah. of the Dragon. Yeah, Anthony, you've read the books. So. Uh, House of the Dragon. It looks amazing. Um, this is my my one of my favorite stories, like historical stories of Game of Thrones. Is this historical. Well, you know, in the history, very similar to yes, to Tolkien, right? And where he would sit down and write histories, right. George R. R. Martin would do the exact same thing, right? But and this so- is drawing from a more complete work. Like for Lord of the Rings, they're tying together little pieces. This is a, a much more complete work about their history. Not really. So this well, is this is a book. well, no, there's not. So this is so there is a book about the history of the Targaryens and everything, but yes. this is specifically around one portion, which is the right. Dance of the Dragons. Right. right. So we're not going to be dealing with Aegon the Conqueror. We're not going to be dealing with you know sort of the the whatever it was two or three hundred years before dance of the dragons right this is literally going to be just the dance of the dragons which is a a a multi-generational story and it's going to take place in multiple different generations it looks like there's going to be flashbacks um it there's a lot of like cool ways that they have expanded on the game of thrones world and for a franchise that really kind of died off after the last season. It really was like one of those ones where people were super hyped about it. Then the last season hit and people just really did not care. This has me excited all over again. This is my favorite story 
um, that they told. And and if it, like you can go in, they you, you can go in and kind of um, in the DVDs they had those uh, motion sort of comics uh, at the end, which told the histories of Westeros. Um, and one of them for I believe it was season five, maybe season six, uh, was Dance of the Dragons, right? And they they go through the whole story of what this is, and it should be absolutely amazing it's going to be a great story i really am excited for it it looks good the actors look great the costumes look great the special effects look great and we're going to get to see some really badass action that we didn't get a chance yeah it's 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 a civil war war between between the two both sides have dragons and and the throne that's what i love from like a visual point of view so the one critique that I had beyond the final season of Game of Thrones, but the one visual critique I had with the production design from Game of Thrones, which was so great, was that the throne was very small. And yeah. in the books, they describe it as not only very large, but also there's this whole aspect to it where it's very prickly. Yes. And so there's this aspect to it, and you already see this in the trailer for the new show, that somebody was deemed not worthy of being on the throne sometimes if they were to prick themselves. Right. It was some sort of like, you know, like, like moral judgment on the effectiveness of a king. And you see that, and you also see that, and this makes sense, that obviously, I guess, when the Targaryen Revolution happened, like, that something happened where they got rid of most of the, of the swords that made up yeah. that throne. Yeah, you, you figure like, that it was Robert. But, like, you see a much Robert. larger... Um, set of melted swords all over the place and it's much more haphazard uh it's, it, it looks more like it's described but i just overall i'm just excited for maybe putting a, a better taste in our mouth with the game of thrones because hopefully this is successful and it leads to like duncan and egg which is my favorite yeah you know, yeah the uh, duncan egg storyline um, would be really cool too peripheral storyline so hopefully this is good enough and that leads to that and then we'll see because also duncan and egg takes place um also during the targaryen reign so from a budgetary point of view if they just reuse the same sets you know, they could probably, you know, make it for cheap. Yeah. And so in in uh, the books, the way that the throne is, is it's actually very tall. It's like a tower, right? So instead of making it tall, which they couldn't do, they made it wide, right? And it obviously when Robert Baratheon came in and he took over, he changed a lot about King's Landing and, and especially we know that he the throne the, room. brought the dragon heads down to the Yeah, down basement, to the basement. Right? So. And so it, it figures that... He cleared out the the thousand swords of Aegon the Conqueror's enemies, um, but yeah, it looks awesome. I'm hyped for it. It comes out in just a couple weeks, so yeah. And last but not least, Prey. Oh man, this is a movie that the uh, the first trailer came out a while ago. Took us all by surprise because we we watched the trailer. We didn't know what well, we was a movie trailer. Check it out. We had no idea. It's a Predator movie. Yes. And, uh, I mean, it takes place a very long time ago. Yep. The indigenous culture uh, on Earth, right? Um, yeah, it but, seems to be in the plains, 1730s, yeah, 1800s. right? Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's, again, there, there, there's not much you can say about it because it is just so completely different than any movie in this franchise has ever been, right? Um, you know, because it, the Predator movies all take place more or less present day. Alien movies all in the future. We've talked about yep. where they intersect on our Alien versus Predator episode on Cannon Fodder. Uh, Cannon Fodder. Cannon Fodder. Cannon Fodder. So this is completely different than anything we've ever seen in this franchise. And... I, 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 there's nothing more to say about it other than it looks incredible. It looks 
it looks like it hits all the notes of horror and action that you would expect in this kind of a movie and i just i just can't wait to see it like i i have nothing more to say about it until i see it and it comes out like it looks phenomenal yeah it looks really cool i'm so hyped for it um, I, I think it's going to be. I, I wonder if it is going to lead into anything else, or if this is going to be another like a sort Prometheus of stand, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. or if this is going to be like a standalone well, kind of story. I hope like the characters themselves are kind of standalone. You know, whereas you know, like you don't see the particular predator again, and you don't need to see this tribe again, right? Like, because it wouldn't make it would only make sense if like this tribe fought it once. If it becomes a regular right. thing, then you would have it in the history books. But if like you know, this one time they fought an alien, you know, it's easier to hide. I would like if this is successful enough to inspire different stories. Because, like, they've established that, like, the Predator was there a bunch. Like, we know from Predator 2 that they fought a pirate. I wouldn't mind seeing a Predator take on a pirate ship. Exactly. That would be so cool. You know, like, why couldn't a Predator fought a ninja? You know, and, and, mean, and then it'll almost yeah, become almost I mean, like Assassin's Creed, right? You, you can, can go totally, through the ages. Yeah, you know, I mean, so yeah. what I want to see yeah, is that would be really cool. So you know, at the end of Predator Two, when he gives Danny Glover that gun, yeah, yeah. I want to see that story of how they oh, get that. Oh, where the like, gun comes from? Yeah. That would be so awesome. But I think this, that's really cool. And yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think this movie could be the gateway there because, like, just, yeah, you because it's cheaper to do an anthology series. You don't have to pay the cast, right? Yep. And, like, you just do this and, like, just have a very different... Yeah, I mean, there are so many different options, like, between, like, all, like, different parts of the world, different styles of fighting, and then, you know, maybe eventually... I still want to see a Predator against a future. I would love to see, like, the future of Alien with a Predator. Right, yeah, the Colonial Marines versus the Predator. There's so many options. (laughs) Predator versus Terminator. (laughs) How do do the humans eventually beat the Terminators and beat the machines? Yeah. Predator. God. <laughs> like, how sweet would that be, right? Where, like, a predator comes down and he's hunting a person, and then all of a sudden it turns out to be a cyborg, right? And he's like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute, you know? Like, I think that would be so dope. That would be fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right, so that covers everything we want to talk about from Paul H. at San Diego Comic-Con. This was a great little marathon episode we did here. Um, you guys know the drill. Go listen, like, share, and subscribe to all of our shit. Um, we're still way behind on the YouTube videos, but I have a plan to catch up on those. Um, more coming on that. Um, all episodes of every podcast on the Review Podcast Network are current and up to date with the exception of one Cannon Fighter episode that we're waiting to release, our Jurassic Park episode. Um, we'll be back with Ready, Set, Review very soon as we talk, as we get to see a lot of the stuff that we just talked about. We still have to go see Nope. Um, yes. We have the Dragon Ball movie coming up. Yes. Um, But listen, you guys know the drill. Go comment, share, listen, like, subscribe, talk about all of our shit. We'll uh, we'll comment back if you actually comment, but nobody ever fucking comments. As well as the Instagram page for 3BR Distillery. Go there. Our first official sponsor sponsor. here on the Review Podcast Network. The first of many. Um, Well, this was a great time. Thanks, guys, for coming out and doing this. And as always, stay tuned, true reviewers.